Zoom in on global affairs with insightful debates and exclusive interviews. This is World Insight. Hello, I'm Tian Wei, and welcome to World Insight. Under the theme of high-quality Belt and Road Cooperation Together for a Common Development and Prosperity, Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation marks the 10th anniversary of BRI. President Xi Jinping delivered a keynote speech announcing eight major steps China will take in order to advance the Belt and Road Initiative for cooperation with all. We have learned that humankind is a community with a shared future. China can only do well when the world is doing well. When China does well, the world will get even better. Through Belt and Road cooperation, China is opening its door even wider to the world. An additional 80 billion yuan will be injected into the Silk Road Fund. Together, they will support BRI projects on the basis of market and business operation. The modernization we are pursuing is not for China alone, but for all developing countries through our joint efforts. Global modernization should be pursued to enhance peaceful development and mutually beneficial cooperation and bring prosperity to all. An initiative that aspires to connect you and me from almost all corners of the world for common development and prosperity. I find out how much things have been changing thanks to the BRI by talking to common folks along the world, interviewing heads of state and moderating panels at the third BRI forum. Join us on World Insight with me, Tian Wei, this week as the BRI celebrates its 10th anniversary. Numerous commitments pledged by leaders from BRI partner countries focus on digitalization, green development and trade, as well as e-commerce. But how to ensure that best practices are shared and how to unite around a common vision? I bring you more details. It is a key event following up on vital commitments made at the opening ceremony by top national leaders attending the forum. The leaders of BRI partner countries released several initiatives, including the one on international trade and economic cooperation framework for digital economy and green development. Pragmatic, inclusive, and open. Many say that is the kind of atmosphere throughout the forum. Guests participating on the panel include the trade and foreign affairs ministers from Europe, Latin America, as well as business leaders from China's telecommunication and digital trade industries. They all shared insights on digitalization, e-commerce, and sustainability. This is not the beginning. This is just a new, uh, new direction in our uh, deep connection in, and iron friendship, as we call it. Uh, we started with uh, our joint investment in uh, infrastructure projects. Together with our friends with China, we are investing nowadays in seven different highways in service. Well, connectivity, uh, trade connectivity, many, many years ago, it was about building infrastructure, physical infrastructure. After the pandemic, and I think one of the good things that leave us 
is that uh, it accelerated the digitalization and electronic commerce in general. And, um, and then it pushes company to adapt their business model uh, to this new reality. E-commerce, green trade, and digitalization, many believe that is going to be the most important growth momentum for BRI for years to come. It's paved the way to different nations in all over the world, especially in East and West of Asia, connected to each other and they could achieve the achievement of the other countries. And this makes the world most peaceful, most, uh, more beautiful. Uh, so uh, we would, uh, I think uh, holding a forum like this also is uh, one step toward this goal. By June 2023, China had signed more than 230 BRI cooperation agreements with more than 150 countries and 30 international organizations across five continents, yielding both marquee projects as well as small yet impactful projects alike. The third Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation. Many believe it is a great occasion to wrap up the achievements made over the past 10 years. And many that are here at the forum are already telling me they are looking forward to the achievements of the next decade. Sideline Story brings you all things sports related. The hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, all with a very personal take. Subscribe to Sideline Story Podcast for heated sports discussions covering events that are happening in China and around the world. This week, leaders from all over the world are gathering in Beijing for the third Belt and Road Forum. In fact, Common development and prosperity are the common aspirations for all. And dialogues and discussions about them are not only taking place at the forum site, but also in a place like here, the Sri Lankan embassy here in Beijing. Right behind me, earlier, just a few minutes ago, a full house of Chinese and Sri Lankan business people interacting with one another and also discussing their business issues with the top delegation coming from Sri Lankan government. So you can see the energy and the synergy taking place over here. And right after the event, I got the honor to talk to His Excellency President of Sri Lanka, Raniel Mikri Ransinghe. And here is our conversation. He talked about his fascination about the Belt and Road Initiative and how his country is having its latest plan to work on its economy. Mr. President, what a pleasure to see you once again in Beijing. Thank you. It's my privilege to be here. I know you are having a very busy schedule. Our conversation taking place immediately after the ITT forum that your embassy organized to invite more Chinese businesses go to Sri Lanka. But let me ask you about the third Belt and Road Forum. You were here in Beijing for the very first. And now when we talk about high quality cooperation, what do you think is the meaning of it in terms of BRI cooperation between China and Sri Lanka? It means high standards are maintained in the outcomes of the uh, decisions we take in the infrastructure we provide 
in the economic outcomes, but it, it, we all aim to maintain high quality. That is, that's there in today's BRI. It's of course the most important aspiration, but how to do it when we are having multiple challenges, you know, economic challenges, uh, climate challenges, uh, geopolitics, and many other things. So with your wisdom, Mr. President, how are we going to make it high quality? under all these circumstances? We have many, many challenges. We have to overcome that. Now look at the old Belt and Road. What were the challenges they had? They had even more challenges. So let's look at climate is a challenge, not only for the whole world. <clears throat> Belt and Road, BRI, all of us must get the world to focus on it and to find solutions. Debt restructuring is another issue which we have to go. So there will be, there will be wars, there will be geopolitics, but it is our ability as a strong organization to face them. During the ITT forum, I noticed, Mr. President, you talk about the resilience of Sri Lanka, the strength and wisdom. Meanwhile, you talk about the potential of tourism for your country, and at the same time, how to take great advantage of the platform a Belt and Road Initiative. So among all of these possibilities, how quickly do you think you can bring the country on a path forward despite the difficulties? Next year, we hope to go in for positive growth and to increase it by 2025. And by 2026, we should be on a good path. That's pretty ambitious, I would say, Mr. President. If you don't have ambitions, you can't achieve anything. Well said. But how to do it? Firstly, as I said there at the meeting, we focus on the low-hanging fruits like tourism, the foreign employment. And then we start expanding gradually because we have to build up momentum. At the moment, the global economy is also not faring well. And we are coming under pressure, especially on the fuel, both from Ukraine and from what's happening in Palestine and Israel. So we, 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 we've got to face those. But once Sri Lanka gets into a positive growth, which I, in my view will take place next year, then it's a question of pushing it forward. So by 2026, we could be satisfied with it. Meantime, we get the investors in. What we do today to get tourists in will only be seen by again 2025 or 2026. So that, that's the time, I think. But it's, it's short compared to most of the other countries. Mm. Let's talk about the energy and also agriculture sector. Uh, in the interaction, you tell us very clearly as to what are some of the projects might be for businesses to take part in. So how much attraction do you think they can be? No, I, I think if you get the businesses in, it, it will work like a magnet to get others in. Mm. So I think it's, it's very important. The ones who come first are the most important. Are they Chinese? Well, I presume many of them will be Chinese. They're already there, aren't they? They are, but now the next stage of expansion, when the whole of the Indian Ocean economies are picking up after COVID. You are actively seeking free trade agreements. Yes. You had one already with India. You want to expand it? That's right. 
with Japan as well. Yes. You want to develop with China. You are engaged very actively for a free trade agreement. Right. And you are also working on uh, other possibilities such as RCEP. That's right. There's a lot on your hand. How would you manage to do all of this all at the same time? How would they, you know, interact with one another as things goes along? If you have to do it, you have to get it done. By that means you get a large market. Sri Lanka is only 22 million. So you want from Sri Lanka, if you establish there, to reach out to other markets. Reaching out to the market. While you are having that aspiration, people are asking you, oh, you probably have to do this before you join RCEP. You probably need to do this before you expand our trade, uh, free trade agreement. So what are you going to do? It seems you have more on the plates. No, we can we'll go along. We decided we'll look at all the countries going for a special free trade agreements where we require it. Otherwise, manager. Well, RCEP itself is a framework for FTA, so it's, it's not anything new here. Mm. So how would you rally the whole country to do that? I think that's also a critical question. No, no we have to keep ex explaining why we want this. That's what I've been doing. I said, look, we have to be export-oriented economy. Our market is only 22 million. So I have to find a bigger market. And the biggest market is the RCEP market. Mm. What's going to be the strong points of Sri Lanka as a result of this bigger market? No, one is the Sri Lanka's location in the Indian Ocean. Other is we are becoming more and more competitive in each other's sectors. <coughs> and what we hope our, our ability to reach out to RCEP, to India. So we are, we are just creating the background or the framework for a large market access. You seem to have a very big vision, Mr. President. You want Sri Lanka to be a bridge linking the whole areas together. That's right. But there are a lot of complexities of being a bridge, as you know that, sir, especially these days. Yes, certainly. <laughs> so, what does that mean? Well, in a way, we are in a bridge-breaking age, but then you still need the bridges, so let's build there and make Sri Lanka area where people of whatever uh, nationality or whatever country can come in and find a platform that is common to them. Mm. Despite geopolitics? Yes despite the climate issues, despite all of these difficulties? As as climate issue goes, well, we want to be climate friendly. I noticed that you and your colleagues have talked a lot about the new developing areas. Uh, for example, ITC, uh, ICT rather, and also uh, agriculture technologies, uh, infrastructure, green infrastructure. So how do you see you can build the both momentum and the environment for investors to be drawn to your country? Well, my idea is to start early. <laughs> so you attract them. No one else is focusing on it. Let Sri Lanka focus on all this. So in the next two, three years, we will go ahead. And then we become that much more attractive to people. Basically, we have the human talent. We have a green, we're going for a green economy. We'll be a logistics center, and we'll be friendly with everyone. That's not easy. Sometimes they're asking for different things. Yes. What does that mean for a politician like you? You've been so many times serving as the prime minister, and now you're serving uh, as the president in a country where now there seem to be bigger challenges than all the earlier times. So, Mr. President, it takes a lot. 
Yeah, but if we don't do it, what are our options? We won't survive. Very pragmatic, I see in that answer. We have our back against the wall, that's all. One of the things you also talk about is uh, the financial cooperation between Sri Lanka and China. Uh, for example, your central bank governor was earlier uh, talking in details about RMB and the local currency in Sri Lanka. So how will this mechanism work? What does that mean for Sri Lanka? No, again, it, it means for us that we, we are going in for a multi-currency, or we can deal with multi-currencies, and it, it's acceptable here. We, are, we will not be tied down to one currency. I mean, that's a trend in our part of the world, especially with the coming of the BRICS. We, we, are, we are looking at uh, being able to reach out to a number of currencies, multi-currencies coming in from different parts. Diversification, very important. Why? That's if the world, that's the way the economy is going. For instance, you find the Chinese economy is growing. Then, unlike earlier, there's the American economy. Sometimes it's not cooperation, it can also be competition. So we should be able to reach out to whatever the sector there is. All at the same time? All at the same time. How would you see some of the points you just uh, uh, mentioned earlier? Uh, for example, green. I know Sri Lanka, like many other economies, uh, is vulnerable in terms of uh, environmental problems, uh, particularly climate change, because of your wonderful uh, geographical location. Uh, but So how to make sure you are resilient um, after natural disasters could hit once and again? Well, in human civilizations, However much you fall, you have to pick yourself up. It's the ability and leadership that takes you through. We are all going through a difficult time at the moment in a, every sphere. But still, uh, we have to go through with it. In a way, we have to change the world. The world has to become greener. If not, there will not be a future for all of us. What are some of the ways you are trying to deal with climate change? How could this crisis become an opportunity? No, we have worked with others, countries on the debt restructuring. But what we are putting forward on our own is the International Climate Change Junior City. It will be a platform for all uh, ideas to be examined for scientific data uh, to be used to base decisions and also the exchange of ideas. So we are putting that forward. I've been talking with Maldives to come in so they can be a center for the uh, small island states. We're talking with some of the others too, so that we could get this university going, and it will be the focal point on climate change. And the upcoming climate summit, of course, COP28. Yes, again, that the issue of debt is going to come up, and we'll be pushing hard to ensure that there are some results. It's very hard to get results these days. I know, I know. How are you confident you're going to get some results? No, I, I think they made some moves last time. Uh, you have to pressurize more, I presume. Because af after all, uh, climate change affects everyone. Developed economies, underdeveloped economies. So there has to be a give and take at some time. You know, climate change could lead to hunger, could lead to poverty. And these are just uh, a very rampant uh, uh, phenomenon in many developing economies, including island states. So what do you think might 
you have as a magical tool to let other economies to understand what you're going through and be able to work with you. For example, during COP28 upcoming. No, I think it's not, not a question of working with means how we work together to get into one target and to be able to deliver it. I think we had the Paris uh, summit talks recently on how to find, get the funding. It's, it's a question of the countries deciding we are getting together. And for instance, when African states said they want certainly debt relief, we backed them. We didn't go to put our own uh, proposals forward. So like that, there has to be areas of cooperation. I think Africa has to take a certain lead in this issue. They are the worst affected. We understand earlier, years ago, developed economies have agreed to provide a certain kind of financial support for developing economies, especially those vulnerable to climate change. But that funding has been having difficulties reaching to the hands of the needs. So, Mr. President, what do you make of this phenomenon? Well, I can't see how much the developed countries are going to contribute. We have to really keep pressure on, otherwise it's difficult. Now, despite the pledges made on climate financing, finally in some of those countries, more has been spent to finance the Ukraine war. So it's, it's just, what are your priorities? Where do you get there? It's, it's, it's a difficult task, certainly, but it has to be, it has to be tackled. So, Mr. President, we are at this third Belt and Road Forum. It brings a lot of leaders from different parts of the world together. How do you see you and your colleagues can be not only committed to goals, but also be able to deliver and demonstrate to the world that this initiative, with the hard work of everyone involved, will be a great platform for all? No, it, it, it's, you know, we meet together and we, we have to agree on a course of action. I have no doubt on it. We have about five different areas. But this is the only body that has been meeting and producing some results. There are other bodies we meet, but in many cases we don't have results. So we must ensure that the third Belt and Road Initiative will show definite results. What are the definite results you are looking at? I am basically looking at the cl climate financing and the green uh, belt and road, that, that should be. And thirdly is how belt and road becomes a more integrated uh, system. How more integrated are you looking at it? The economies, culturally the exchanges. Exchanges should take place and integration should take place where necessary. This is the very first forum after three years of pandemic. Mm. Mr. President, for those who knows our history between China and Sri Lanka, earlier it was uh, with the blessings of the kings and the emperors and the, you know, the traders and yes. the monks uh, back in nation time. But now we see business communities playing such a critical role from both sides. So Mr. President, how would you be able to beef up their courage to invest and also their courage to look for opportunity in each other? No, firstly is to enable a few to come and invest. That's the way it starts. Then you encourage more and more. People are also looking around. Many of these are members who have so far been dealing in China. And the question is giving them sufficient courage to go out and expand. But if you don't expand, then you are, you are going to be in uh, one place. 
So all of them must go and capture markets outside. China and Sri Lanka, the relationship dates back in decades and has established a, a diplomatic relations decades ago to showcase to the rest of the world how the developing countries have been working together. Now, of course, the two countries are at different stages of development. How do you see the nature of this relationship now? Our relationship started with the rubberized pact. It's undergone many changes. Yes. It's how we can now we have to work together at this phase to encourage both, as I said, climate, to deal with the climate issues and to have closer trade uh, integration. You get those two together, the rest will fall into place. I think the cultural relations are anyway taking place with China and Sri Lanka and other countries. Mr. President, what a pleasure talking to you. And we wish you all the success. Thank you. And that's our special program today. I'm Tian Wei. See you tomorrow.